Inner Voice, a heartfelt chat with Dr. Fujian. Break free from the forces holding you back. Get the life you deserve. Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, decrease depression, and start living your full potential. Thousands have used Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory, an evidence-based behavioral health breakthrough with incredible life-changing results. Getting rid of past trauma, having fulfilling relationships, increasing earnings, and living their best life. Now, the Fujian app is available to everyone. The app is Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory theory in the palm of your hand. Download the Fujian app today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Inner Voice Podcast, a heartfelt chat with my guests and you beautiful listeners and viewers. I'm Dr. Fujian Zane. I'm a psychotherapist and author and the originator of the Awareness Integration Theory. And it's so great to be with you. For all of you, wonderful, wonderful uh, psychotherapists, clinicians, and uh, life coaches who are interested in getting certified in the awareness integration theory and interventions, please let us know. We are constantly having workshops that are globally and uh, on Zoom, and we love to uh, be able to give you the tools to be with your clients um, in any format and in any kind of profession that you are. So go to awarenessintegration.com uh, and uh, get the latest information uh, or contact me and I'd love to share it with you. And if you want some of the books that are written on awareness integration theory, um, again, go to awarenessintegration.com and all three books, Life Reset, Awareness Integration Theory and Intentional Parenting are there for you. Um, and um, if you'd like to know more about uh, the, the way that the, the theory works, you can also go to Fujian app, which um, allows you with almost 30 different areas of life for you to go through and um, experience, become aware and integrate all that is in the past and create an amazing future for yourself. In this episode, I am so excited to chat with Dr. Muhammad Nami. He's the director of the Brain Cognition and Behavioral Unit at uh, Donna Brain Health Institute and Brain Hub Polyclinic and Academy of uh, United Arab Emirates, as well as former head of the Department of Neuroscience and Vice Chancellor for Research and Technology Affairs, um, School of Advanced Medical Science and Technologies in Shiraz, University of Medical Sciences in Shiraz, Iran. He currently functions as Assistant Professor of Neuroscience and Cognitive Neuropsychology at the Department of Social Sciences in Canadian University, Dubai. Dr. Nami is an associate member of the Harvard Medical School alumni and the main member of the Harvard Alumni Entrepreneurs. His main area of research and clinical practice are medical, cognitive neuroscience, cognitive neuropsychology, neuroscience of sleep, neurocognitive fitness, and neurological aspects of sleep disorders and related interventions. He believes that mental health and sleep health awareness need to be co-prompted as one does not come without the other. As such, his career has been dedicated to helping people awaken to their true nature and infinite brain cognitive and affective potential to maintain better sleep and mental aptitude. This is truly his calling. Today, we're going to talk about his latest book, Veil to Excel the neuroleadership perspective. 
the neurobehavioral basis of Dale Carnegie's principles. Um, we have an amazing conversation. I always enjoy, I learn always from him. And he's, he's a, a truly a cherished colleague. So I know that um, as much as I always learn from him and enjoy it, that you will also. Now, subscribe to this podcast, my YouTube channel, and connect with me through my website, fujanzeng.com, or any of the social media. Share with me your thoughts, the topics that you want to hear. I truly love to hear from you. Now, without further ado, here's Dr. Muhammad Nami. Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, and decrease depression. Dr. Fujian Zane's awareness integration theory has helped thousands like you get incredible life-changing results. The Fujian app gives you her evidence-based treatment in the palm of your hand. Download today. Dr. Nami, it is such an honor to have you on my show. Same here. Thank you very much for having me, Dr. Fujian. Always a great pleasure to be talking to you and just having the opportunity of sharing stuff with those who are watching your fabulous uh, episodes and the activities that you always broadcast. Thank you so much for that. I am so excited about your book, Dale to Excel, The Neuro Leadership Perspective. It's the neurobehavioral basis of Dale Carnegie principles from how to win friends and influence people. That's awesome. Now tell me, what got you interested in Dale Carnegie? Yeah, uh, it's a very, very uh, important uh, step that I could have taken back in 2010. When, uh, when I came across the idea of knowing uh, Dale Carnegie and started to read the books, not once, but three times, one of his bestseller books at all, for all times, been how to win friends and influence people. And that has been really, really influential to my life. Actually, that's been transformational. So in some ways I realized that, well, let's look at the impact of human communications and effective human relations and how this can foster uh, the, the, uh, the impact that people can leave to their surrounding, including other people. And then I not only try to learn about that, but that has been really an important breakthrough in my life in terms of uh, giving me new directions to uh, empower my people skills. And I'm still trying to learn, I'm still learning. Everyone is evolving and I'm no exception. We are no exception. So it started to uh, leave an impact on the way that I was behaving and I was interacting with other people. And then I, I got into some courses and, and further learnings and I acquired more insights regarding the impacts of those principles because in that simple book, there are 30 principles on effective communication, human relations, and how you can, for example, disagree agreeably, how you can get connected with the people, how you can maintain that connection through empathy, and how this can be a long-term beneficial mutual uh, relationship, which is based on the tenets of uh, respect and uh, uh, kind loving atmosphere. So uh, this has been the, the, the beginning of the journey that I was about to start for the past 13 years. And then I started to go into more depth regarding Dale Carnegie's 
uh, like ontology of the ideas and thoughts. And then I got into the, 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 the idea of how about becoming a Dale Carnegie uh, trainer. So I started to learn and get into the courses and I'm already in the final stages of the path of becoming a certified Dale Carnegie trainer. And not only that, then based on my career and the thing that I've devoted my career to understanding the brain, then I came up with the idea of cross-linking the Dale Carnegie principles to behavior and behavioral neuroscience. And what are the underpinning neurobehavioral mechanisms that kind of describe those time-tested principles? And that's a short story about how I got myself delved into that idea. Well, I'm excited for you to be a trainer. I'll be your first student. <laughs> so um, one thing that is amazing about this book, as I saw it, is uh, you do, you. there's a lot of reconnection of how any of uh, the principles, the 30 principles, are um, utilized and looked upon from the neuroscience and the brain activity, and you bring them together. And the, the thought process, the principle, the emotional aspect, which turns into the behavioral and then relational aspects of, um, of uh, the whole 30 principle. And as you said, um, the principles are into well-being. It's the well-being of how to relate on integrity, on your, um, you know, on love, on caring, on respect, in uh, the, the relatedness that we create um, among us as human beings. And it seems like as you go through each um, of the principles, uh, you also are bringing it from how does that in turn sources the body and the brain and how it, it, it kind of like reflects back. That's how I saw your book, which is very- That's very true. That's very true. And uh, although Dale Carnegie back in like hundred years ago uh, was not a neuroscientist or a behavioralist, but actually the very, simple yet practical principles and tenets that he brought in his book. Uh, he also has another book, which is about stress management and stuff, how to stop worrying and start living. But one of the uh, blockbusters of, uh, brings, uh, of the principles of Dale Carnegie is embedded in the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Although he was not a neuroscientist, he knew that these things work and that they have been time tested. They cannot be, uh, I, I mean, they never can disappoint because these are the things which have been proven through time that will leave a positive and constructive impact in terms of our relations. So who on earth would say that smiling, genuine smiling is not leaving a positive impact, right? Who on earth will come and say, if you're providing someone with a sincere appreciation, if you have this, uh, like mentality of providing gratitude to the people that they are serving something good for the good of you. Or when, when you call people by their own names, we, we know that the people's name is probably the sweetest sound that everyone can hear regardless of language and geography. So when, when I say Dr. Fujian, and then I continue with, my, uh, with, with the rest of my statement, then I, I, I get connected, even more connected with you because you like to be called by name. But 
The question was, what will happen in Dr. Fujian's name when I genuinely smile at Dr. Fujian, I call you by name, and I appreciate you sincerely, uh, I mean, sincerely and genuinely regarding the thing that you have kindly shared with me or the positive gesture that you have showed towards me. So what will happen in your brain? And we know about the mirror neurons, right? So the brain has got this reflective mechanisms. When I smile, you tend to smile. When you are angry about something, when you are unhappy about something, I would feel this and I would kind of show that, okay, your dog is at a hospital, God forbid, but your dog is at a hospital. How sad, all right? I'm so sorry to hear that. So when I show this, this means that we are uh, empathetically connected. And our mirror neurons, they have the same level of pain. They have the same level of sor sorrow and suffering. Or on the other hand, when people are happy, Oh, congratulations, you got into that? Brilliant, way to go. So when I show that I understand how exciting this can be and I show this genuinely, okay, this is like a way that people's brain get connected. And, you know, the idea, there is one idea that has been very common in terms of the research which has been into place for those principles when it comes to brain-brain interface. And that's the synchronization. So your brain, brainwave oscillation patterns will become pretty much similar to mine when we are in agreement about something, when we are on the same bandwidth. So this brain-brain interface is something which has been studied in, in many research ideas and many research projects when they were tapping into researchers were tapping into the idea of sympathy and empathy and human relations. And uh, the, the love and kindness and passion and also integrity and behavior and everything. So uh, I, I and my colleagues, we, we uh, did a I mean, deep dive into the literature and we came across a pile of research. And interestingly, those research were kind of backing up the principles. And we kind of classified and, and segregated the research and made some libraries and started digging I mean, uh, deep into the idea. And then uh, when, when we were kind of concluding our research together, we came up with the idea of, yeah, yeah let's, let's turn it into a booklet and let's uh, uh, pass on the torch. And maybe other people would be interested to know how our brain puts together empathy and how our brain is a, is a best ever toolbox to maintain uh, human relations with the other people, how we can get synchronized with the other people with regards to our emotion, our cognition, our behavior, even our motor and sensory uh, uh, outputs. And that was, uh, that was the key driver that I and four of my colleagues that uh, the viewers can probably know more about them when they dig into more details about the book. We came together around the table, started to draft the manuscript, and then uh, it got published. And hopefully it is being uh, an interesting read for those who are uh, into human relations stuff with regards, with, with especially with relation to the human brain and behavioral neural science. How about that? I think that it's amazing because I um, there are a lot of principles, as you said, that people experience and experientially uh, they get it. And we pass it on generation after generation but i do think that with the um you know rise of the neuroscience 
uh, there is an ability for us to also understand what's going on internally and not just experientially passing it on. So it, it brings the experience into science and that's what you've done. You've married the experience into the science. So when, um, when I read it, I get an understanding of, oh, that's why these things happen. This is what happens in the body that happens. So yes, you were talking about mirror neurons and how empathy and connection and love and creates safety and that safety brings us together. One of the things that I was, um, it was interesting to me as I was looking at is the principle one, which is like, don't criticize, condemn or complain. And yet it's funny enough that people really gather around this idea also that although something happens in our body that kind of like dispels it, we don't like it, it produces all of the emotions that we repel, and yet there is this interest that bonds people also around that. So it's interesting that there's an empathy, not only there's an empathy about pain, of somebody else's pain. And so when we, as, 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 as I was looking at the book and experiencing it also, and it was like, well, I mean, if we're upset about something, that means we're in pain. And if we're sharing it, it might look like it's a complaint or a gossip or all of those things, but there's also this empathy shows up with us sharing that moment of either um, a shared experience um, of that pain, of you know, maybe the same um, scenarios or the same situation, or we apply it to a, another situation that we've experienced the same pain. Can you share a little bit about that, where not only that we connect through love, but we also connect through pain? Yeah, we always know that the, the newspapers with bad news will sell more than newspapers with good news. So people always have this tendency and we have this cognitive bias toward the things which are not really nice because we it attracts the attention uh, because the body and the brain has been hardwired through evolution to be safe. So we always have this, uh, you know, like, like bulletproof jacket on and we want to protect ourselves from any miseries and any harm and any threat from outside world. So there are things that we get interested when we hear, when someone is telling bad things about another person, we'll get, okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead, continue. And then, because I would like to know more about this. But at the end of the day, we realize that, okay, what has been the outcome of this discussion? I've been condemning someone, I've been condemning my surrounding, my, my family, my acquaintances, my friends. I've been criticizing about why I'm here. Why is too hot? Why is too cold? Why is this like that, this? And also I'm uh, criticizing the things that I already have. So it takes courage and time and skill set. But people start to realize and start to cultivate this kind of culture in their mind that it's all good. And we already have what we require to be a happy person. Sometimes that's the way it is and it cannot be otherwise. So if I'm going to make a complaint to make a complaint about something, if I criticize, if I con condemn something or someone, what is going to be the output? Am I just exchanging my mental health with something which is not going to be which is not going to be there and it will pass? All right. But it we need to understand that this all, always does not mean that we should not share our negative feelings with the people. That's a different story. Sometimes I and Dr. Fujian 
we'll sit, we'll sit together. And I share, Dr. Fujan, I need to share something. It's bothering me a lot. I don't feel comfortable. And I share my, uh, you know, pains and, and sufferings and everything with you. And then you hear that and you reflect on it. And then we're going to find a solution together and find out what is the best solution. And yeah, bingo, we're going to go for that solution. And that's going to change the face of the story. That's something else. But nobody would enjoy the company with, with the one who is always nagging, who is always criticizing, is always condemning or, uh, you know, uh, like uh, complaining about the things within him and around him. So it, it is always referring back to uh, the positive mindset. And that's been studied in positive psychology and positive neural psychology. But there is a very clear distinction between positive psychology and toxic positivity. So it does not mean that we're just going to turn our face away from, from the bad things. They're there, so we witness them, we notice them, but we do not overvalue them. And we're finding a solution. We need to cultivate our cognitive bias towards the positive side, the bright side of the things, and then always find a solution how to interact with, with other people and other things around us to overcome those challenges, right? So this has been also studied. There are some standard controlled experiment uh, environments in the neuroscience laboratories. People are given some uh, dilemmas and, and they need to push the button the moment that they come across this. And they have some sensors attached to their body. So this means that when they are complaining and they are criticizing or condemning, for example, there are some areas in the brain cortically, cortex is a surface of the brain and subcortically some deep deep seated structures within the brain. So in the, in the white matter. So those areas are found to have hyper excitability when we are criticizing and when we are uh, co complaining about something. And it turns out that not only our brain, but also our autonomic nervous system and our body will respond to that. So our muscles become tense, our hearts start to, I mean, uh, our hearts start to, to be like a racing heart and our palms start to sweat, we have changes in the temperature of the body, and uh, we have this fluctuations in the blood pressure, our heart rate variability is decreased, so, and skin conductance is increased. So these are the things showing that I have dysregulation in my autonomic nervous system, and that will decrease my life expectancy. By time, those who are stressed out, those, those who are, engulfed with the auto automatic negative thoughts and negative attitude and negative cognitive bias, they will probably die earlier, yes. right? Yes, one of the things that I was uh, reading and going through the principles, the 30 principles, it, it really brought for me how much of this does create safety and based on you, the what you were talking about of the nervous uh, autonomic system, when we feel safe, then we could flourish. Then we could actually create not only the relationships, we could flourish in, in, in our life. And every single one of these principles promotes the element of us being safe with each other in our environment and in our relationship. And one of the most amazing one is be interested, genuinely be interested in other human beings. I know that our world has gotten much more tuned in 
um, that we become interested uh, because of something. We're interested because we could be collaborating with each other, doing some tasks. We're interested because we can be useful in each other's world. We, we have a purpose in that interest. So when it says genuinely be interested in people, um, it's a it's an amazing phenomenon, which is um, which also tells me the concept that that we see the world as safe, so that I can be interested in it and really go forward with it. I've watched people, Dr. Nami, where um, you know there's the relationships are transactional that they will be interested in you because they want to sell something to you because whether it's an idea or a product or whatever it is or they're there because they want to network with you because you are a person who you know it's a good ladder and you know stepping stone and I've also watched people in in places where there there is no other agenda except being interested in you. And it's like, oh my God, like you're important. You're important without me having to use you for anything. And you are important so I can just be Very with true. you and a human to human contact. Share a little bit about that principle. Yeah, thank you so much for bringing that up. And, uh, you know, to take that very straight, this is, this and many other of those principles hold really uh, related and relevant with regards to the leadership skills because the elements of success that each person should acquire throughout the life uh, one of them is leadership skills the other is for example uh, stress management the third one is like uh, interpersonal or communication skills or there are there are five six of them but this one is one of the key pillars to be interested in others it's about them. And in order to be interesting, Dale Carnegie says, to be interesting, be interested. So if I want to be a liked person, I should first like you. So if I like you genuinely, and if I admire what you've accomplished, not only because I would like to get some benefits and I'm looking for some tickets, no, I am doing this because I find this valuable and it resonates with me. So I'm doing this from, from here and from here, right? From my CNS, central nervous system, my autonomic nervous system. And this brain-body interface myself puts together this true feeling that I like what you're doing. And I applaud you for that. And leaders always do that. So leaders, when they are at the dinner table, they eat the last, right? So they enjoy other people having joy. So they, they, they like and they adore the idea of looking at the people as they thrive, as they grow. So always they pass on a torch, always they help the people find the right path, right, right way, help them succeed. And leaders are, this is this perhaps one of the key characteristics of the, of the true leader. They help other people's grow and they help other people to find out about the greatness within themselves, right? So uh, this is what we refer to as uh, neural leadership. So what happens in the brain and mind of a true leader 
the body of a true leader when he or she is genuinely interested in the other people, when he is giving sincere appreciation, when he smiles, when he doesn't criticize, condemn, or complain, when he, when he has this, that. So these are the things that puts the brain and body of the, of the true leader in a position to get evolved into a shape of leader character. So the leader character has got some ABCs. One of those characteristics are here and that's, ge that's getting like hardwired by time, hardwired by time. And it is that just like a new connections, the novel pathways. I did not have this pathway, a neural pathway in my brain 10 years back, but after getting into this game, I started to learn more and more and I'm still learning. I'm, I'm a restless learner. So every day I'm learning something new. And my brain is, is, is dramatically different to my brain 10 years back, it's been evolving and it's, I mean, uh, considerably evolved uh, till today. So my brain is a type of a brain which is eager and seeker and learner with regards to acquiring more leadership skills. What does a leader require? Memory, fair and fine. Attention, focus, follow-up, beautiful. Language, verbal capacity, fantastic. What else? Decision-making, that is critical. It's a crucial element of leadership. Decision-making, reasoning, planning, executive function, time management, and also uh, some like problem solving, So and human relations. So these are the things that a leader got to acquire. And that happens in the brain by time. The Rome hasn't been built overnight, right? So it needs time. So when we start to evolve, when we start to accumulate all those learning elements, by time the brain starts to shape new networks. And that's what we called it synaptic, what we refer to that as synaptic strength. So those synapses, those tiny little connections between the neuron projections will stay stable and they will be rock solid by time. And that will be our my behavioral trend. So I, by time, I will behave, you will behave like a leader genuinely without even thinking about that behavior. So this is called unconscious competence. So by time that will be in your DNA. So you will be a, a leader uh, constitutionally behaving like a leader and the, it doesn't take much energy from you. So being interested in other people will put us in a, in a state of having peace of mind and this uh, like serenity and peace inside when we feel, well, look how great that guy is. Look how fantastic this student is doing. Look how brilliant that artist has created this art. Look at this, look at that. And you start to admire other people from the core of your heart, from the core of your brain, let's say. And when we are uh, connecting with the other people to admire and, and provide gratitude, uh, gratitude, the, the area of the brain, which is called orbital frontal cortex, somewhere between our eyebrows, somewhere here. When you drill down here, you will arrive at OFC. So OFC, according to the imaging data, is the area which, which ignites when someone becomes genuinely interested in another person, right? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. It reminds me of um, a quote that I heard. It says, uh, be a space where everyone around you flourishes just because you become that space, like the space of interest and in the best of a humanity and whomever it is, as you said, you see the best in them. 
And therefore you also see the best in you because it reflects the same way coming back in, in the sense. Everyone, mm -hmm. Dale to Excel, the neuro leadership perspective, the neuro behavioral basis of Dale Carnegie's principles from how to win friends and influence people. Uh, Dr. Mohammed Nami is one of the editors, the head editor, and then we have other four other colleagues uh, who have supported uh, all the research and editing the book. Um, we also talk, I'd love to talk about Brain Aha because I know this is um, this has been um, one of the main projects also of the Brain Hub. Um, can you share a little bit? I know that I, as I see on the social media, there are there's so much you do there. It's I'm like, I'm getting on the plane. I'm going over there. This is so exciting. I'm glad that you're a part of that. I mean, really appreciate your, uh, your goodwill and your contribution to the value that we're supposed to and we're trying to provide together it's all about togetherness and when we when we do things together it's going to be there and that's going to stay there and uh, uh, just sustain some uh, values for a long run and uh, yeah brain hub actually has been uh, the idea which has uh, turned into practice now in the UAE, in Dubai. I'm in Dubai and I'm working with oh, Canadian University Dubai also as, as a faculty member. But uh, the majority of the efforts that we have been into for the past year was uh, providing the foundation of like a multidisciplinary, multifaceted platform to provide brain health related services. And it has two different dimensions, both for those people who have issues with their mental health, their neurodisability, trauma to the brain, let's say traumatic brain injury, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, multiple sclerosis, name it. And also for the neurobehavioral and psychiatric issues, including anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, and phobias, obsessive compulsive disorder, so on and so forth. And and also for neurodevelopmental issues, including ADHD or autism spectrum disorder and aging and, and many things. So that, that targets, I mean, the multidisciplinary approach to brain health with regards to uh, brain-related disorders addresses the disabilities uh, of the brain and uh, mental, perform mental performance throughout a lifespan. But that is not the entire extent of the work that we're tapping into. The concept of brain health holds also true for healthy individuals who would like to level max their performance, especially those with critical job responsibilities, like uh, athletes, like artists, like uh, business professionals, and uh, judges, pilots, you know. But when it comes to leaders, the concept of neuroleadership, again, is there. So together with my uh, associates, uh, uh, Professor Stefan Caban, and also uh, Ms. Elham Bazire, and the rest of the panel that we uh, just composed the work and edited the work together, the Dell to Excel work. Uh, we have also developed the cornerstone ideas for the neuro leadership uh, service provision. And uh, there are plenty of leaders that they want to uh, uh, like. Uh, improve and empower, let's say, empower their uh, leadership related skill sets when it comes to brain-based capacities. And uh, there are neurotechnological interventions and tools and uh, uh, modalities that you are safe, painless, they are easy to administer, but they are very precise because 
they are personalized. So based on the imaging and mapping of the brain and also the neuropsychometric studies, consultations and neurological behavioral examinations, cognitive profiling, and also uh, uh, other sets of assessment that we do, then we pretty much choose our own course, what technology and one, what non-pharmaceutical approach is going to enhance the brain function of that specific uh, uh, you know, case scenario, whether it's for the empowerment for the healthy people who would like to level max the performance, or it's improvement for those people with neurological, behavioral, psychiatric problems or challenges and difficulties that would like to improve them. So sometimes uh, pharmaceutical, uh, I mean, uh, like medicinal or drug-based treatments are, are already there. They're still there. They should be there because they are providing value for the chemical map of the brain. But we focus on the functional map of the brain. We focus on the electrical map of the brain. And we're using neurotechnology to fine tune and to enhance how the brain neural dynamics puts together the capacity and the maximal performance. So that has been partly for the clinical service provision. Also, we have the Brain Hub Academy for the workshops, for the trainings, for the courses, and most importantly, for the research initiatives. And that ties uh, with uh, uh, the Canadian University Dubai uh, Department of Social Science, where we have uh, students of psychology, uh, undergrad, and also hopefully postgrad students will be on board soon. And uh, we have uh, two laboratories, one laboratory for neuroscience and cognitive neuropsychology with all the uh, machines and, and you know, infrastructure for uh, brain mapping and evaluation of the cognitive performance and other measures. And we have the psychometric and observation laboratory also for the students and scholars. So it's, it's a company and it's a consortium of thoughts and also the, the technology together. And I cherish this opportunity and I really, really value your inclusion. You have also been part of the board. You have also been part of the initiative that we have taken. Really appreciate what you have done. Also with the advent of uh, the, the awareness integration theory and the work that we have done with the AIT Institute uh, through the courses and trainings and also recently with the app that uh, people around the world can get access to that. So definitely we got to give it a shot with regards to performing some, although that's a proof of concept because it's been already there and it's been proven through the psychological research already. There are plenty of resources and research on that. But from the, from the neural science or from the neurodynamic point of view, that would be almost interesting to run a research somewhere in the near future to, uh, to tap into the brain of those people who are using the app and you are receiving the impact. So what will happen after three months of becoming friends with those apps? What will happen to their brain? And from the psychobehavioral point of view and from the neurological and, and, and cognitive neuroscience point of view, what metrics or measures or dynamics have been changing for better? So let's prove the improvement as we move down the road uh, as a proof of concept research. And I know that there are hundreds or thousands or even more people around the world that they are already uh, into the AIT concept. And I hope that the AIT and BrainHop uh, will, will team up even more for uh, values that we can bring together for the people who, who would cherish that.
I'm very excited. You are one of the most hardworking and people of integrity that I've met. I'm so glad that I've met you and, um, you know, have the opportunity to work and collaborate with you. And I love this book. I really recommend for everyone to get this book and read it, uh, do the, you know, be with it, uh, cherish it, experience it, Dale to Excel, the neural leadership perspective. Um, Dr. Nami, where can people find you? So uh, definitely, I'll be very happy to receive uh, any queries or, or ideas for collaborative work uh, as long as the time and our, uh, you know, uh, our schedule, our schedule, I mean, those people who are reaching out and us as a team will match, we definitely would embrace the idea of receiving uh, uh, collaboration uh, uh, proposals and everything for what we can do with regards to AIT Brain Hub, Canadian University, Dubai Department of uh, Social Science, and our lab there. That's number one. So LinkedIn is one of the platforms. Uh, there is uh, like two separate pages. My page, uh, Nami under, underscore Neuroscience in, uh, Instagram, on Instagram, and also Brain Hub UAE on Instagram for the Brain Hub. Uh, we can we can uh, you know uh, receive your messages also there and if also if you go to uh, Canadian University Dubai website it's cud.ac.ae so they just need to type Mohammed double m dot nami at sign cud.ac.ae I would really be uh, valuing any kind of comments or questions or queries regarding this book and uh, we can do a lot together so this is always about thinking together, writing together, sharing ideas, and doing stuff together. So think, write, share, and do. It's a pleasure to have you on the show and see you Thank and you so see you grow. It's an amazing, amazing journey that I've that um that it's it's exciting to see to see how you grow and where at all the different areas that you go, your inspiration. So it's uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so fascinated to, to get this from a person like yourself, but, you know, really, truly speaking, it's always about the people, not about the person. So when we are embracing the idea to be, be in a company, to be uh, 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 surrounded by great people, that is the best driver for success. And uh, likewise, I, same, I feel the same way. Uh, and uh, uh, I always value and, I will, and I'm, I'm so blessed for the opportunity of getting to know such a person like you and AIT and other uh, fantastic people uh, that we work together. And uh, thank you again for granting me this opportunity. I have been deeply moved by the discussion and, uh, and the opportunity that you have accorded to me. Appreciate Thank you that. so much. And for all of you who are out there, create an amazing life for yourself and everyone around you. And until next week, bye-bye. Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, and decrease depression. Dr. Fujian Zane's awareness integration theory has helped thousands like you get incredible life-changing results. The Fujian app gives you her evidence-based treatment in the palm of your hand. Download today.